Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in L.A. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. It's Tuesday's episode. Uh, sorry we weren't here e- yesterday. Was there a supplemental episode or was it just... No. Nothing. A blank space. Oh on the my feed. god! And we'll write nothing um, because yeah, there was nothing. There was nothing there. Well, I wonder if people were enraged. I haven't checked Instagram. No. Um, oh, good. People understand. No one said anything. Well, that's not a good sign either. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I want people to be angry, up in arms. They didn't get a podcast yesterday, especially after. A long weekend of waiting, and 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 uh, they had or they not had to. They heard the live episode from St. Louis on Thursday because mm-hmm. on Thursday we were actually recording another live episode from Cancun. I mean, where am I? Um, I'm in St. Louis right now, um, but in the last uh, f- since Wednesday, I've been in Cancun, um, Tampa. D.C., St. Louis, New York, back to St. Louis. It's been insane. 
Um, I just got back this morning, uh, uh, like, you know, 15 minutes ago. And, oh, my God, I'm wearing black socks with my sneakers. It's not a good look. I'm kind of giving up on my outfits. I just, I mean, I've consistently worn a Taylor Swift shirt ever since the day I said I was going to. I have, I have maybe five or six left. It is so nice to not have to wear a- anything except this. Like, it's a uniform of sorts where it's like, usually every day I'm like, oh my God, do I have to look cute? And when I have a rule for myself, which is like, you got to wear a Taylor Swift shirt, it takes so much of the stress out of getting dressed out of it. I love it. I didn't even realize I was giving myself such a gift. I put all of my Taylor Swift shirts on top of my wardrobe in my closet. And then as I wear them, I wash them and then I put them in the drawer. So the ones on top, I know I haven't worn yet. I want to keep adding because I don't want to, I don't want to ever wear anything else because I don't want to try to look super cute. And let me just be honest, her merch isn't all that cute. And it's not my fault if it's not cute. It's like I had to wear it because I made a rule for myself that I created. Um, so it's really, yeah, it's, it's up to me anyway. Um, yeah, yesterday was, I mean, Cancun was wild. Thank you to all the besties that were there, um, and showed your support while we recorded an episode from the pool. Um, it was truly insane. That episode will be out on Thanksgiving. You will hear a lot of screaming. You will hear me trying to mitigate the screaming, begging them to stop screaming because everything in Cancun is, you say anything and it's, like my psoriasis is flaring up yeah like uh, there's a child drowning all over there like everything (laughs) everything you said and it's just like this is not gonna be fun for anyone to listen to um but thanksgiving is such a painful day anyway for a lot of people that what's what's it, it they'll be happy to have it i think and you will hear i just want you to know you'll hear me struggling pleading with them on your behalf listener that no one wants to hear that. It's a fun thing to do in the moment. But I was just like, please stop screaming. Please, sir. Um, it wasn't. It was just women. But we did a really fun thing that you'll see. Like the, the podcast goes off the rails almost immediately. And then, you know, and then I had a, 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 just a little simmer of an idea before we began. I go, it might be funny to do this. And thank God we had that idea because... No one, people were tuning us out. There was a a woman, I remember she turned her back to me and ordered like a Mai Tai at, you know, at the bar. And the people just started to seem annoyed because they didn't understand what this was. You know, they were all there for comedy festival, so they knew. And most people were very engaged. But, um, yeah, only two people drowned. Um, (laughs) You know, it was, I was trying to incite, uh, you know, rushing the stage. Um, (laughs) No, I wasn't. The Travis Scott thing, I've looked into it a little bit. Have you, Noah? Yeah. I had no idea what it was. I just heard Astroworld. It sounded like a roller coaster. And I was like, Travis Scott has a roller coaster? And then I thought people died on a roller coaster. There's a a park in Coney Island called Astroland. So I associated with a roller coaster also. Okay, yeah. Well, there we go. (laughs) Um, And then I thought people died on the roller coaster. Then I realized, and and then you look into it, this guy, there's a lot of funny memes going on of like, you know, uh, of him like creating crowd safety and it's him just like doing the, the, the subtle thing that I caught that comedian doing where she's, he or she, I didn't say she, is raising their arms like, everyone laugh, everyone get up. Like he's doing that behind like a burning stage, like just being like, guys, calm down. There's, um... 
he uh but there's a guy that do- that almost died at a 2017 concert in New York City at Terminal 5 mm-hmm. where he fell off a balcony and it is now paralyzed and he was just trying he's he goes out and does like advocacy for like crowd control at Travis Scott concerts especially and then this happens it just and then I guess Drake didn't even take down the stories from that night it happened of like celebrating like their their show or whatever. I don't know. It's just also insensitive. What do you know about it? Um, I know a few things that Andrew will bring up in the news possibly. Okay. So- yeah. My mom was at the Who concert in Cincinnati where I think a lot of people died. Like uh, it was a lot of, in the 70s. The Who played in Cincinnati and there was a trampling episode. Have you almost ever been trampled at a concert? Because you've been moshing before. You know what? I've never almost been stampeded upon at a concert, but I do remember it was in uh, junior high school. Something happened in the hallway and there was this like mad rush. And I remember just like my body just floating to another part of the hallway completely. It was so scary. Just. And kids falling and stuff and screaming. There was something on Reddit actually recently where it showed what crowds look like water, like from an aerial shot, the way they move. It's just like rippling water. Like there's no, you, you, that terrifies me. Anytime I get into a building that is a lot of people in it, I make myself aware of the fire exits and I position myself, I have a plan where like if shit goes down, how I'm gonna, where I'm gonna go, where I'm gonna run. The second I hear a pop sound, like I'm, I'm always thinking of like shooting or like the second I smell smoke, like I'm not even gonna question it. I'm gonna see like a smoke machine and I'll just like start running for the doors. But that's how scared I am of, cause you know. Have you ever been in a, in a situation where it gets, it got a little chaotic? Um, no, I don't, I just think I have a, a fear of, of not getting out. Like knowing, I'm not naive enough to think that like, Oh my God, there's fire exits. Like, I think early on I was like, you know, you go to a movie theater and the person comes out sometimes and like talks to you before the movie. This was maybe, I haven't gone to the movies in so long, but they used to like have a representative come and talk to you and be like, the exits are here. And you're like, yeah, I know where that, why would I need to know where the exits are? It's because in a situation where there's a fire or chaos, people have no idea where to go. And so I think I just realized that the over precaution was probably for a good reason. And then the more I looked into it and read into it, it was like, Oh, people are, I think there was some fire at a um, nightclub at some point. And I read horrifying stories from smart people that were like able-bodied, much like myself, not like wasted, just, just got trampled because everyone starts freaking out and everyone goes for the same door. I think I just saw enough stuff like that, that it made me aware. You know, I did the, the celebrity roast uh, thing. What was that called? No, it was the, um, I played Kurt Cobain. Yeah. And that was an insane thing like I show up and it's like in a garage in this kind of like bad part of like Hollywood it's I thought it was going to be like a really nice situation it's kind of hobbled together um it wasn't the greatest experience it um it ended up being a really funny show and um funny jokes and the writers on it were amazing and the performances were great but the production itself was terrifying because I was getting miked by this woman who I guess saw that she had someone in me that she could like say her truth to. But she looked like very concerned. I'll never forget her face. 
and she was like miking me and you kind of just say like hi there's a, it's an intimate moment they're like in your bra and she was like can i just say that this place is not fire safe and this is just like begging for an accident and something really tragic to happen and i was like what i mean we're like about to go on and i want to get this over with i'm already uncomfortable uh, there's a whole other story that I don't want to get into because I don't want to have like people come after me about it. But it was just not a fun day. Nothing to do with the people who booked me for it or created the show, but not a good day, even though, you know, it starts at the top. Let me be honest. Um, and this woman goes, there is, she was like, it's not fire safe in there. There's no exits. They're not clearly marked. There's too many people in there. There's courts all over the ground. There is, it's, there was no exit. It was a place with one. It was totally not safe. So I was like, well, fuck, dude. I go, why? We're, I'm walking to stage. I want to get out of there so bad. It was Halloween night, 2000, I think, 18, 17. I'm like, I don't even want to like be here. I just want to get this production over with. We are already running late. There's a live audience. They're doing the, the guys doing crowd warm up. We're about to walk to our seats. And I go to the... Um, director like the 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 guy behind the whole show and I go listen I've got some intel that this isn't up to fire code and I'm not feeling good about it and I have a irrational fear of dying in a fire and I just don't want to tonight this isn't worth it to me <laughs> and he was like okay I can assure you that is not the case um you know it, it became like a big thing of like you know uh we had the fire marshal out here earlier today he looked it over. It's fine. Yes, what you're seeing and what, what you know, I, I didn't even rat out the woman. And then he's like, where are you getting this from? And I go, you know what? I got it from her. And I'm not going to like, because she, cause she was being like, kind of like, what is this girl freaking out about? And I'm like, you were the one who told me. I'm like, I'm not going to be in this alone. And I go, and it's not okay that she doesn't feel safe telling you guys that. What's going on with that? Why does she have to tell me? And I'm glad she did because I'm someone who will say something. And I said, don't get mad at her. I go, don't, don't, because obviously she had, she didn't feel safe telling you. And they go, and I'm scared, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to delay this production. I want to get, the, I want to get out of here too. Please just tell me it's safe. And they're like, we had the fire marshal out here. I'll never forget this guy, this fucking liar. We had the fire marshal here. And I go, okay, I can't, I can't, did he leave paperwork that he signed off on it? He was like, it's totally safe. He, I'll send it, I'll email it to you right after we're done. And I go, I'm choosing to trust you right now because I don't really have another option. Because he was like, I don't, I can't get it now. He, it's it, it, in my email. It's like, he goes, I promise you I'll get it to you. He never sent it to me. Um, but because we all died in that fire that night. I'm a ghost. But uh, he, and I go, you know what? Okay, fine. I go, but I'm, I did the same thing that I did when Carlisle got hit by a lime scooter, a kid on a, a lime scooter. The kid, Carlisle was like, could have been concussed. We didn't really know. It was kind of the aftermath. Everything was hazy. She was walking around, but like who knows how bad her injuries were. She got clocked on a sidewalk by a lime scooter. A second later or before, I don't know which one, she would have been dead. No question. And she was, you know, I said I told the kid, he was like 20, mid-20s kid on the scooter with his friends. He didn't mean to. I can forgive someone for doing a dumb mistake. People are on lime scooters on the sidewalk all the time. He's going way too fast. He's probably a little drunk. And I go, give me your number just in case something's wrong with her. And so he gives me his number and I go, I'm not even going to test this right now because I'm going to trust you. But if you lied to me and this isn't a real number, 
you're a real dirtbag. So I'm just going to trust that you're a good person. And he fucking gave me a fake number because I wrote to him to say she's fine. And it was like, this number does not exist. So anyway, this guy, the story is wild. I'm sorry to take up so much time. I'll try to finish it quickly. So then the guy placates me by being like, okay, so you're okay to do it? And I go, I'm okay to do it. But I'm just telling you, I'm not, I don't feel like it, that comfortable. And he goes, let's get someone to, to walk Nikki to set. And they're holding my hand as I walk over cords, like kind of being like, oh, baby needs to be held. I go, I think I can walk over cords that are total fire hazards around a tent-like f- material. And I just go, I can walk myself. And he's like, are you sure? And I go, I think I got it. And so I'm walking back. And I'm getting mic'd back there again, refixed on my mic. And the guy goes, I go, hey, can you just tell me what you think about like the fire safety of this building? He goes, oh, it's fucking awful. This is, a, this is just a, <laughs> oh, this is a no. tragedy waiting to happen. And I go, are you fucking kidding me? And he goes, oh, it's, it's bad. We all know it. And I go, I'm saying something. So then I get Seth Green and um, Fortune Feimster, who are also on the, they're playing Lady Princess Diana lady die and seth is playing david bowie and i get them and i go guys we are literally backstage with about to go on they're bringing us up oh like moments away and we're all like kind of psyched and like there's music pumping and the crowd's going wild and i'm like guys this is not fire safe like this woman warned me and now this guy warned me i don't feel like that the guy that told me it was safe i even trust him this is not good and Seth is like, I'll carry you out, Nikki. Get on my back if something happens. And I'm like, okay, no one's taking this seriously. I'm feeling like I'm just a little overcautious. So then the woman, so then I just go, you know what? I'm just going to pay it close attention to the fire, uh, you know, like to any smoke I smell. I, the whole show I was going, <laughs> like I looked like I was doing Kurt Cobain on Coke because I am so aware and very skittish, like, totally looking for fire the whole time had a plan i was like you know what fuck all these people i i I, it's i only can get myself out i was gonna do a george costanza so then this is the wild part so the woman the original woman who clued me in on the fire safety hazards she comes up to with a clipboard to tell me where i'm sitting on stage we're backstage and she's like okay you're gonna go out and and so she's pointing on the clipboard she goes okay so nikki and i go i tried I really tried. And she goes, thank you for doing that. And I go, I, I mean, he told me it was safe. I don't know what to do. She was like, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. But you could tell she's still concerned. And she looks at her clipboard. She goes, okay, so you're going to go out and then die. And I go, what? And she goes, you're going to go out and then die. And I go, what are you saying? And she goes, you're going to go out and then die. And, I go, and then Princess Diana. And I go, are you? Jo-? I go, do you know what it sounded like you just said? You're going to go out and then die. Like, I'm going to die, like, death. And she was like, we both looked at each other like, oh, my God. And she was like, that is weird. I was like, yeah, it's weird. I I thought it was like, I mean, that's the kind of thing that would happen in a Final Destination movie. Like, of all things that she could say after that. (laughs) So I didn't die, but the whole production, I was very uncomfortable. And it's the kind of things that happened on these shows, these, you know, on productions all the time where people are just like, if I'm the whistleblower, I'm the one that holds up everything, then nothing happens and I look like uh, like I was worried about nothing. And I look like a little uh, puss in boots or like the guy that thought the sky was falling. Chicken little. And sometimes you got to be chicken little. And, um, and I was that day and I looked like a big annoyance. But I will never 
I mean, I guess I don't know the guy's name that lied to me, so I could probably work with him again. But if I see him on set, I will be very angry and I'll still collect the check and work with him. Let's get Andrew in here. Andrew! Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to, like, stand the test of time in terms of, like, fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, I have the podcast to really vent about stuff that's been bothering me, but even that, I can't say some of the stuff I need to sometimes. And there's certain things you just really can't tell anyone, and that's 
when you need a therapist. They're just there to listen. They can handle it. They've heard it all before. They can tolerate it. And that's why I love therapists. Don't think that you have to get through anything you're dealing with alone. That is not the way being a human works. You need to tell someone, please take this opportunity and check out BetterHelp because they will find you a therapist who will meet your needs. I've benefited so much from therapy of saying the darkest stuff I would never even say in the podcast. And I know you're like, wait a second, you leave dark stuff off the podcast? Yes, I, I get even darker if you can believe it. So if you're starting of thinking giving therapy a try, try through BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And it's online and you can leave your therapist at any point with no questions asked. So this is perfect for someone who's noncommittal, who's scared, um, who's never tried therapy before. Get whatever you've got off your chest. Get it off your chest with with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glaser today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Nikki Glaser. What up, Andrew? Hey, Nikki. Hey. Hey there, pal. <laughs> I haven't even talked about last night. Did you see I met Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, obviously I'm jealous. I was eating a giant Jimmy John sub <laughs> throughout the day. <laughs> throughout the day? Yeah. You got one early in the day, and then you just kept going to the fridge for it? Yeah, I bought a giant, which is like 18 bucks, and I just went to town on it like nine different times. How long is a giant? 18 bucks. That's got to be like a party sup? I mean, it's too too large. It's like this times two. It's probably this much. Okay, so that's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. And they're thin-ish. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that's a sad... Picture to paint while I'm hobnobbing with Brucey. I mean, you know, you, he has his hands on your hips and I have my hands on some mayo. Well, yeah. You know, it's the same thing. Everyone kept commenting about the the hand on my hip like <laughs> it was some kind of like uh, invasion of my privacy. But I loved it. Yeah, it's the boss. He, yeah. the, the boss does what the boss does. I mean, he wasn't being creepy at all. Like he didn't even know who literally... <laughs> if you look at the video, he didn't know who was standing next to him. He didn't look at me at any point. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a, I could have been Jim Gaffigan. I mean, he might have thought you were. Who yeah. knows? Jim Gaffigan, I want to say, did kindly. He was in position to be next to Bruce. And he goes, come on, Nikki. You go. You go. Aww. Like, he sacrificed yeah. his spot so that I could be next to Bruce. It was so nice. And I was like, thank you, Jim. Because, you so know. So what did the boss smell like? Like, people don't get close to the boss. Like, what did he feel you like? You don't was get there... that close to the boss. No uh, one does, right? <laughs> yeah, no one does. I don't see a lot of pictures with the bo- the boss with people. No, the boss does not. <laughs> I got fired. What do you mean? By the boss. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Not- I, well, I got hired. You're fired. <laughs> you're fired. My so mom wait, used to fire so people. You're, you're near him. Is there a, a glow? I mean, this is He's top a very ten taut rock- man. What do you mean taut? Like His like, face is taut. Okay. He's like shiny and fresh looking and really handsome. He um, plays guitar at, well, you could see this for yourself if you ever watch his live performance, but I realized his stance is that of, I realized it because earlier in the night, John Stewart was talking to the woman. There's a, Lee and Bob Wom, uh, Woodruff are the ones that put on this event for uh, injured soldiers and their families and to raise money. And the crowd is all rich people. It's like a couple veterans, but it's like mostly just rich New York socialites that could afford a ticket to this insane show. I thought it was all going to be all veterans. Like, yeah, I thought it was going to be for like, the troops. Kind of blue collar, fun <laughs> thing. It it was, it was, but it was to have those people donate tons and tons of money. There was an auction while, like right before I went up, there was an auction. You, you would have I still fast. thought they'd have, uh, 
you know, uh, maybe 500 seats for the troops. There was, it was a thousand seater. Oh, it was a thousand yeah, seater. Yeah, it was, and the, to fly in troops because of COVID, it was just an, some reason, they usually have a lot of troops there, but there were Just have them time. parachute in. You could get yeah. probably 300 through the roof. There have to be local <laughs> troops too, but they wanted wounded ones, you know? Yeah, those are, that gets more money. Oh my God, there was so many, I broke my heel on the red carpet. Like I was just like talking to someone and I was just kind of like, you know, dilly dallying back and forth and like kind of bending on the heels I was wearing yeah. to give my bunions some relief. <laughs> Snap. You heard it crack like an old tree, like a redwood. Did you fall or anything? No, I just was like, oh God damn it. And it cracked <laughs> off and I go, well, looks like. Uh, they're not going to be only ones limping tonight. I was like, I think <laughs> that's what you said. Yeah. I go, I think they're going to like it. I'm going to walk out. I'm going to look just like them. And you could tell the guy, the CBS reporter that was like was interviewing like, me was a little bit like, should we like cancel her? Like, should we keep this footage and we're not going to use it, but should we wait till we can cancel her? Um, but it was, I go, what are you getting mad at me for? They, they, they limp. And I will be too. There's nothing it's wrong with joke. what I'm saying. It's a good joke. I love taking apart people when they go, Ooh, oh my God. I got it. My set was just so like this crowd. They're just stuffy. Yes. Rich. Yes. Like when did you go up? People who love their money. And let me let me just say probably love Trump. Because based on the jokes I did, which I thought would be well received by people attending an event emceed by Jon Stewart, they would be in for a little bit of digs at Trump. I used I never used to like to make Trump jokes because I felt it alienated the crowd and I didn't want to make anyone feel bad. Fuck you. I don't care anymore. Because I, I, I make one joke about him being a buffoon and then you tune out my whole set because you're angry. You're ridiculous. That's Agreed. ridiculous. So wait, go through it. So you go... So anyway, I'm backstage with... I'm like kind of like reeling after my. What's set. the backstage feel though? Like before you go on stage, so you're back there. Is everyone there, have their I own have to, green room? I get there. I have. Oh my god, dude! I had, I had uh, two hours of hair and makeup. I have a very very tiny room at the Intercontinental Hotel they got for me, but it's a tiny room. Three people show up to do my hair and makeup. They have an assistant there to just like open creams and like open her eyeshadows. And I was just like, why are there three? I, three people? It's yeah. too much. They did my makeup. And God bless them. I just didn't have time to have them fix what went wrong. And it was a low lighting. And these people are talented in their own right. It's hard to do makeup specifically for someone who knows what they like. But I took a selfie of what I looked like after they got done. Um, just, to, oh my God. Just, to, just to confirm that I never want my hair and makeup done again. I, I'm just always going to do it myself. It saves me time. It saves me money. And it saves me from wanting to cry. It's not oh. good. It's not good, Noah. I'm going to give that to you to put up on the... I mean, you look like a vampire geisha meme. Mime. A vampire geisha mime. I look <laughs> what, like what? I, I'm about to be... I, this is what I would look like if there was an open casket. Yeah, yes, yes. And yes. I died of <laughs> some sort of... Blood. All the blood in your face is through somewhere else yeah rat poison i ate or something i mean i was you miserable. look like a powdered donut <laughs> so and i and i requested so much bronzer like that's what it really did look like i mean it looks kinda, like it you, can bend spoons <laughs> if you know what i'm talking about you look like Powder you're like a, uh that you just wrote the declaration of independence or no before bend that with my mind I guess. do you remember powder that movie oh yes where yes. he would be like and a spoon oh, would bend love that movie i never saw it but i always referenced it because i always <laughs> felt like i had the same complexion you. i was so upset i was texting jen my assistant and i was just like 
And I was already depressed yesterday. I slept all day. I got into New York at yeah, I don't 11. know how you did it. I, I got in. Yeah. I got to my hotel by one, and I slept until four. And then I woke up, and I had to. And they were. I told them they shouldn't be there till five because I don't need an, more than an hour and a half to get ready. They're there at four, and Jen's like, they're in the lobby. They have a lot of stuff. Can they come up? And I'm like, okay, fine. So I let them up. I go down to get Starbucks. I come back. There's three of them in the room, and I go, why are there three? I'm texting her from the bathroom. I'm like, I have to shower. They're mad at me that I have to shower. I'm like, but your guys are here so early. Whatever. It doesn't matter. They did They did their best. They're not bad artists. They just were bad for me, and yeah. I can do it better myself, and that's why I'm going to do it better myself. Like, it's like masturbating. It's How like sometimes French- you have sex with someone, and you're like, no, I can do this better myself. <laughs> I was going to ask you how the French Revolution was. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And exactly... <laughs> I wanted to like they almost stab put like a fake a mole. On yeah, your a fake face. like. <laughs> Can we? Will you post that yeah, on? Yeah, I Instagram? gave it to Noah to post it. Oh, it's it so rich, so bad. Um, and that was when they were done. They had clump. She had given me this fake eyelashes that were just like these clumps that they put on. They were so bad. The person that I invited to go with me got to the uh, the hotel, and I was crying. But I couldn't cry because I didn't oh, want to yeah. make, mess up my makeup. So I'm like, I can't cry. So I just started going and just like shaking oh. and just like, like sometimes I just get so mad. I can't cry that I clench my fists as hard as I can and almost like dig my nails. And like, I just feel like I have to just tense up like. I do that sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it was like that. I was great. And he was like, are you OK? And I said some very bad things about those people. Yeah. And he goes, I don't recognize this person. And then later on, we were talking about someone I forgave. And he was like, you're such a person that's able to forgive people so quickly for things that are bad. But man, earlier today, you were not that person. I go, yeah. And I knew in that moment, I was like, I'm saying horrid things about You got to get it out. But it wasn't something that would stay with me. I've already forgiven them. And it was my fault. I didn't communicate properly. And I shouldn't have hired them. And they were, it just wasn't the right. It wasn't right. I want to know more about fault. the event, though. We can get into it, but we got to get to the news. Yeah, damn it, because I want to know like. What but John Stewart, I want to say John when my I, hero. He came up behind, like I was sitting next to Lee Woodruff, who is this amazing woman who is so sexy and like she's probably in her like fifties, maybe late fifties. I'm guessing mm-hmm. she's so hot. I'm just like I want to do anything you do. Like she was just the sexiest woman I've ever seen. She was so cool to me. Like just be yourself. She's like you and I are the same person. She was just like. Awesome. I was like, thank you. So I'm chilling with her on the stool after my set that was like mediocre. Blech. When did you go up in the lineup? Uh, like, well, how did it? It was like Harlem choir singing national anthem. Uh, a little bit of a video about wounded soldiers. Then Donnell Rawlings. Then another wounded soldier video. Then an auction. Then Nate Bargatze. Then a video. Then some other people speaking. Then the Craig from Craigslist. Then... <laughs> what? Then Brandy Carlisle. Then another musical performance. I was like at the towards the end of the show. Did anyone destroy? Mm. On it? No. So then whatever. I was so jealous. Wait, what were you going to say about John Stewart? So oh, he, yeah. he was sitting next. He came up to talk to Lee as I was watching the show. It was like she was behind me, and I heard this person like come over and talk to her. But I thought it was like one of the backstage guys that were like working the pulleys for the 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 curtain. Because he looked, he was wearing a baseball cap. He had like, you know, that scruffy, yeah, like beard, like kind of grayish beard, and and I, I, and she's being very friendly. And so I looked, and then I did a total double take, and I go, oh my god, I didn't recognize you. And I was like, 
and uh, he had a great set to open the show. So I was like, oh my God, it was so funny. And he made some joke about like, oh yeah, they really want to hear about anal right away. And I was like, oh, he did an anal. I didn't even hear the anal joke, but I guess he talked about anal right out of the gate. (laughs) But he told me that he was like, he goes, uh, he kept making jokes about how bad they were, which felt so good. And he hadn't seen my set, so he was already validating that they were bad. And he was really nice. And I took a picture with him. And then right after the picture, he goes, "You did you? You had to crouch, didn't you? You had to crouch. I, I sensed the crouch. You didn't have to crouch, but you crouched." And I go, "No, no, no, I didn't. Like I'm wearing heels. Like it's like not." I go, you're not. How big was your crouch, honestly? It wasn't a bad crouch at all. I always kind of like lean in to yes. make, like be closer to people. But then I realized Why don't you Bruce just... Springsteen does the same crouch to play music. He's like crouched down like he's taking Why don't you just lean on the one heel that was gone? Why didn't you no, show him your fixed heel? It. The, gu- oh, the, the oh. guys backstage put a nail in it and fixed it. They got me Gorilla Glue. They got me tons uh, of stuff. It would have been a great out, though, if you showed him your heel. Uh, that would have been perfect. Wait. Oh, and and yeah, he's short. Springsteen's not that tall either. No, he's short too, yeah. Short men, killing it. Kings. Oh my God. Can I just say, Jon Stewart? Fucking hot. Yes, he's, I'm sure. It's And I know it's because he's funny and f- famous and all those things. He's hot. He's so hot. No one ever said he was ugly. No, no one did. But he's a but he's a like a cute guy, and I was just so nervous around him. But he was so nice. At one point, we were all taking a picture, and I put this in my Instagram story. But he said, "This looks like the cast for the, uh, for, yeah, the for an animated movie uh, where it's like they're buttons, but they came to life." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was laughing so hard, and I go, "And yeah, this is the first time any of these people have actually talked to each other or met in real life." And no one laughed at my line. Oh. But later on, <laughs> later on, Chris, the guy I brought, he was like, that was fucking hilarious. And I was like, thank you. I thought it was funny, too. And then he's like, everyone's too nervous around John. They're not even listening. Yeah. I mean, look, you're at the same table with fucking. And, you know, and, and holding all I was doing own. was. Just kidding. Hey. I was just kidding. <laughs> News. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, man. Sorry we took off yesterday. I had to eat Jimmy John's, and Nikki had to do something with John Stewart and the boss. Uh, <laughs> you know, same thing. Uh, I hope you're having all the swells, and it's Tuesday, so everyone knows what that means. It's Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, okay. All right. Two California couples have uh, gave birth to each other's babies after a mix-up at a fertility clinic and spent three months raising the wrong children that weren't theirs before swapping the infants. I mean, what's the difference at that point? Hey. Oh, you mean just keep them? <laughs> I mean, after three months, you would feel very connected to this baby that you were with for three months, and then all of a sudden, you're just are like, no, but it doesn't have my same DNA. Yeah, they mistakenly give me me back my baby that looks like me. The other couple wanted their baby back too. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. (laughs) (laughs) I want my baby back, baby back. (laughs) Chilies, baby back, ribs. Um, Um, I just feel you know, I'm not a big fan of like. I want my DNA. I yeah, get no, it. I know. I knew. But I, I just felt think like you would lame. have that reaction. To I, I mean, I think it's sad. I bet. I bet it wasn't easy, and I bet they will always feel deeply connected to those children that they raised for three months. One of the babies was a darker shade than both the parents, and they were like, "Uh, I guess it's." Like they were like trying to convince themselves, like over time, they're like, "No, it's he like, just it, got a tan in the incubator." Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, they were, you know, I mean that it, it's got to be crazy. They said they're gonna stay friends, and yeah. like, I don't know if you have to after three months. So I feel like you're kind of like, no, that's a, such a crazy thing to happen that I think it could bind 
like yeah I, yeah that's if true. you spent three months raising what you thought was your brand new baby and you were either you know first-time parents or you know it's your baby it's something that you just gave birth to for the and and obviously they're at a fertility clinic so they've been working on having a kid it means uh, a yeah. lot to them you have a baby for three months that you think is yours that that three months is so important in a new parent's life to bond with their baby that that bonding is more important than if the baby spent three years as an adolescent, I would say. Not to mention, how crazy is it that you could put someone else's sperm and egg in another, per- and it just develops? It's just fucking, that's wild to me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's why I said, why doesn't every woman do a surrogacy? Why would you ever, oh. if you could afford it, why would you ever do do it yourself? Because you want to be pregnant. Maybe you would feel bad for the woman that has to do it. No, you pay her, and she wants to do it. She's good at having babies. She's a good oven. Do those people have C sections all the time? How many babies I used to, do they I did have? A, I did a huge bit on it in Perfect. Of like, I just found out a surrogacy. You can put your own egg, and it comes out looking like you. It's it's you. She's yes. just a carrier of it, and I'm like, it's wild. Why doesn't everyone do this? Yeah, it makes why, sense. Why wouldn't you do that if you want to have your own baby and not like have your like, but the thing is, I just want to do it because I want to like keep my figure. Oh, I remember the bit. My bit was like, <laughs> I would want to do it because I want to keep my figure, and you can't. That's too vain of a reason. So you have to like come up with like a like a a thing you have that's mm-hmm. like an affliction that you're like, I can't have my own baby because I just I have like my pussy's like too tight. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so I came up with a thing called t- TPS, tight pussy syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I just have I, I am just But Nikki, so your little. baby would be so skinny for your tight pussy. No, even a skinny baby can't fit through. It's so tight. Oh I God. forgot the bed. It was it was a pretty good bed. It's so weird that you can forget bits. I mean, it's just it, But it, why does why don't people do that all the time? I don't know. I mean, who's does the baby You have to have your eggs frozen can first. Can the baby I wonder if the baby can uh suck the woman's breasts that had the baby. Um, a baby can suck any woman's breast. Yeah, I guess so. But will the milk, is the milk better from your own tit? You know what I mean? Well, uh, you know, I, that's bo- some, that's I'm boggled at people that go, <laughs> you know, um, I don't want to adopt because I just like don't know that I like it will be the same as if it's my own. It's like, so you think adopted children aren't as loved as biological children. You don't, you think that like, and they do go, no, it's like, but you do, you just said it. Mm-hmm. So I would never, I've never thought that parents that have adopted kids don't love their kids as much as parents that have their own kids. There's never been that for me, but I think a lot of people think that. And that would be, I would be enraged if I were an adopted child and most people thought that. And I think most people do. Yeah. I mean, the surrogate thing though, even if you're getting paid, you got to bond with that. I, I don't know. I, that's a crazy job. I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people do it. Like, you don't think you bond with the baby? It's in you nine months. Yeah, but, I mean, there's girls that give their own babies up, not, yeah. let alone it not being your egg or the sperm of a person that you're with. Or Women love the picture, too. Like, two months, four months, six yes. of their belly. Yeah. Six months. It's here. It's a baby. It's a boy or a girl. I'm not going to show the photo, though, because it's ours. But yes. I did lead you to the, the whole way I've used this baby to get likes. But I'm not showing the face. Oh, yeah. I'm not showing I'm the face. put an emoji over it. Da-da. Da-da. Anyhow, but yeah, that was, uh, that was wild. There's a great This American Life called Switched at Birth. I'm not kidding you. If you need to crank out, if you need to waste two hours of your life, one of the most compelling 
things I've ever listened to was the um, This American Life episode, Switched at Birth, which is the same thing that happened, but the babies were born on the same day or around the same time, and they got switched to the hospital. And they were raised in the same oh. community at the same, they went to the same school all their lives. And one of the moms knew, but never said anything because it was the 50s or it was like the 60s or whatever. Yeah. And she was just like, you don't question a doctor. And it would make the doctor seem like he did a bad job. And you don't question a male doctor, even though she knew. So she was like obsessed with the other girl because she knew it was hers. Whoa. It was, it's wild. And it shows you like what nature and nurture can both do because both. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Did you see the documentary about the triplets, the three guys? Oh, no. They were raised by that. different families. Yeah. And they're all And then like, they so came the together. And then they were like sex symbols for like a year. Mm. Everyone's like, who's these three like Long Island Italian kids? Switched at birth. And they were all smoking and like being treated like gods, you know? I don't yeah. know. It was it just really cool. funny. And But yeah, you see nurture versus nature. But then you can see how many things they have in common, even though they are raised mm-hmm. by other people. I don't know. It's wild. Well, that's what they found was with adoption, IQ is not affected by nature or nurture. It's all nature. Mm. No matter what, you're not going to affect a child's IQ by like doing things differently. The kid is like, is what it is. That's all. My cousins adopted two Russian kids from like Russia. Yeah. Like straight up. But I've never questioned a parent's love for their adopted child is less or more than that of someone who has their own child ever. But I think a lot of people do. They came to the DC show. Oh yeah, I liked them. Um, They were so nice. Oh, they're the best. Next story. They're funny. They told a story. They're like, oh, one's in law school and the other one lives in our basement. Like, But they mm-hmm. led with law school. Uh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Anyways, uh, researchers behind a study titled Sand, Sun, Sea, and Sex with Strangers, the five S's, found that tours hooking up in the Canary Islands are destroying fragile and sand dune habitats. What did you just say? <laughs> what was any of that? <laughs> Honestly, I was reading it. Sand, sun, sea, and sex with. S- I feel like serpents. Noah set up my list. Yeah, for you. <laughs> Noah just picked the essiest news story. Okay, so can I tell you what I gleaned from it? In the Canary Islands, <sighs> there are people having sex in the sand, and it's fucking up like habitats. Yes. Yes. Like calm getting places. I mean, I and think like they're just know, fucking too hard. They're ruining. Yeah. Uh, and there, the there's like eight lines. native plants that are dying because of it because they're like, yeah, getting smushed. Um, I could see this happening. I mean, I the other day we walked across a lawn at that resort, and I was like, Andrew, you can't walk across g- grass. I mean, I think that was a crazy thing to say. It just doesn't. It was in front of so many people, and we're at this resort as like we're working for the resort. It just felt like. We shouldn't walk but across the. But you're raised with grass. You play in grass. Grass comes back. But what are you talking res- about? I- I'm just saying. For me, it just looks bad when there are paths that we are just because, like, grass is like th- it's manicured. Someone's t- someone's job is to keep that grass looking as great as possible. Yes. And if you create tread over it, it's. I not did a- jerk off while we were walking. Yeah, which was <laughs> a little heavy. I get what you were saying. It was in front of a lot of people, so it was like, oh, these pe- these the performers yeah, don't need like to we use were a the little path. bit like, oh, fuck this place. <laughs> <laughs> like it just felt like, but I did it. I mean, I followed you. I was like, why are we crossing? Because we didn't want to walk extra four paces. I mean, we haven't gone over Cancun or anything. Oh, we've been in a million places. I mean, life was insane this past weekend. 
I don't know how you're still. I saw awake. Donnell last night. Donnell was oh yeah in Cancun with us. I saw him all over the resort. Like he's he, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Donnell what did he Rawlings, say? Did he like it? So I saw, saw him last night, and we went to the the event, and then afterwards, back at the hotel, uh, my friend and I were like walking around Times Square trying to find food because it was late, and that's where our hotel was by. And on the way back, we run into Donnell. And he's like with a wounded soldier and he's like going, he's like, we're going to, we're going to go do karaoke. Come on, Nikki, come on. And early in Cancun, he was like, Nikki, let's smoke some weed. Let's smoke some weed. And I go, Donnell, I don't smoke weed anymore. And he's like, well, let's go get a drink. And I was like, I don't drink. And he goes, oh, so you fuck a lot. So you fuck a lot. And I was like, I mean, I guess, I guess I could be addicted to sex. I don't know, but I don't think I am. Um, but it he's was like, funny. So you read a lot. So you, so it you, is interesting. So he you knows do a lot with charity. He no, knows what no. he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that is addiction. Like people stop drinking and then they just oh. start fucking a ton. And you just find something else. So he wasn't off, but he. I ran into him and I go, Donnell, I'm gonna go to bed. Like, I, I, I go, I'm so tired. He's like, You're always tired. You're always tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell people Nikki is not as fun as she seems. And I was like, Donnell. I am fun. I swear to God, I'm fun. I've just, I've had the longest damn day. And he goes, you don't think I work hard? You're going to play the work hard card? And I go, yeah, Donnell. I go, I know I was in Cancun, but when I'm not in Cancun, I'm doing other work yeah. all the time. It doesn't stop for me right now. It's, and he was like, you're, you're trying to you play this game. He was like, I, you, he was like getting mad at me. And I was like, Donnell, I'm not having this conversation. I was like, I go, okay, fine. One song. Cause I thought the karaoke place, he was like, just right there. We're carrying. And he goes, and I go, he goes, all right, let's do it. Get in the car. And I go, I'm not getting in a goddamn car. I go, Donnell, no. And he was just like, I'm going to tell everyone you're a fake. You're a fraud. You're not fun. And I was like, I'm not. I wanted to yell to him. I'm about to go get fucked. Yes. That's what I want to do. I should have said that. I should have been like, I'm about to go have sex, Donnell. Yeah. While would, you would sing you pass three that? songs, I'm yeah. going to be fucking for at least two of them. But he was, uh, it was, it, it, it enraged me because I was just trying to prove to him and my feet hurt so fucking bad last night. So bad. And that is something that men do not understand when you're at the end of the night in heels, you, it's just, there's no, and I didn't bring little like slip ons. Yeah. There was just, it was torture. I was in so much pain. I don't know how people can get, can do. It's weird how like certain comedians like. The attention train just never stops. Like for me, if I do a show, even if it's ten minutes or twenty minutes, I'm good. I'm good on the attention. Like I don't need. What about when you drank? Maybe I don't know. I guess yeah. That's then was you my go point. To- I go down. Oh, yeah. I don't drink. Yeah, you, you're you f- drunk right now. It's like finding the next bar. It's oh like, my god! When this I was drinking, the night never ended. Yeah. That's I true. would always want to, and I would tell everyone, "You're you're lame. You suck. You're going to bed." You know, it's because the night doesn't seem long. You're drinking. You kind of like it's awesome. Uh, you kind of um, like just it. you. Uh, five hours can seem like ten minutes. I was when you're so drinking. hungry. I was tired. My feet hurt, and I did say I would sing one song if it was close by. And then he was like, "Let's get in the car." And I go, "No, no, no." Um, but he's mad at me, I think now, because I sent him a picture of us this morning to like make peace, and I edited this beautiful photo of him, me, and Nate in the street. It's so cool looking. It looks like we should go on tour together just because of this photo. It's yeah. so cool. But he never wrote back to it, so I think he's mad. Maybe he's still sleeping because he went out. That could be right. <laughs> that could be right. Okay, let's go to break real quick and then come back with Why Do I Care? Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, 
All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they are all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it conair girl bomb gives you smooth flawless results while putting you firmly in control from achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence conair girl bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game whether it's creating a hype playlist throwing yourself into a hobby or scheduling some me time self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered it's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Hey, why do I care? Why do I care? Um, I don't know if you saw. I mean, this has been yeah. everywhere. Astro World. 
Yes. How did she know? I don't know. She mm-hmm. probably uh, saw the email, maybe. No. Noah and I were talking about it at the start oh. of the show. And Noah was like, I think if you just wait, you might learn some things. So Drake <laughs> issued a, a statement on Travis Scott's Astro World Festival where he made a surprise appearance before a stampede of concert goers led to the deaths of eight people and injuries to many others. He, uh, Champagne Poppy, Drake's Instagram, he wrote, I've spent the past few days trying to wrap my mind around this devastating tragedy. I hate resorting to this platform to express an emotion as delicate as grief, but this is where I find myself. My heart is broken for the families and friends of those who lost their lives for anyone who is suffering. I will continue to pray for all of them and will be of service in any way I can. May God be with you all. Um, he even wrote it kind of cool. It like looks like a rap. Oh, yeah. It's all like, like the, centered and it's it's not like on notes. Like yeah. How you would do it. Like even his yeah. thing had to be cool. It had to. Yeah. There was like a des- he gave it to someone to be like, put some flair on this. Yeah. Make it look. He gave it to his like design guy. Um, <laughs> it's so true. I don't know. Do you think he's really praying for these people? I think he probably is. Well, I mean, it was Travis Scott's concert. I mean, Travis Scott was kind of the, the mastermind behind this. I mean, he's had this before. And he's had like yeah. past things where like he's a incited, guy's paralyzed. He's incited violence like yeah. multiple times. He's been like charged. Like his whole thing is like fuck the system. If you if you don't have a ticket, just come and jump the barrier. Like he le- and so everyone's like, but you can't blame him. He's just saying that's like you can't blame Hitler for inciting violence. Like right. if, if you don't pull the trigger, that doesn't mean. Yes. Look, I think on the same token, you could say these fucking fans are out of their mind. Yeah. Like, you could blame both people. You yes. know what I mean? I hate when people are like, no, it's their fault. No, it's his. It's both their. It's both. And like, listen, I could I could forgive young Travis Scott if he would realize that he had a part to play in it and he is, yeah. feels bad and isn't going to do it anymore. But this like, no, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not going to apologize. I'm so sorry for the victims, but I didn't do anything wrong. Come on. I think he says that because probably the law, he could probably lose $50 million or something. I don't know. Right. There's already I mean, lawsuits filed against him. Yeah. Live Nation. I mean, there's a, there's a moment where he stops the crowd and, and is like, what's going on? And he sees the ambulance and he's like, nah, fuck it. Let's keep going. And there's another 30 minutes after it's already been oh. like labeled a, uh, a, like a, whatever, a, like whatever event, like a, and, uh, you can see him robot dancing. Wait, the <laughs> wow. ambulance is there? Yeah. Like pulling out dead people? Yeah, I mean, he and doesn't the know if they're still dead. Happening? Yeah, and the concert went on for another 30 Someone minutes. Someone got stabbed with a syringe in the neck. Did you hear that part? What? Drugs. Yeah, there's another thing about a guy going, which is like, that's an old tale, but I wonder if that's a real thing. I mean, that. Oh, where you, you know, sit down in the movie theater seat and then it says, you have AIDS. You now, have AIDS. Yeah, there's remember like a pin that? There. Oh. There was some guy at our high, at our middle school who was like giving people high fives, and he had like a, a needle in his hand. Really? But it was, didn't have AIDS on it. But I mean, it could have or whatever. Oh my god, Andrew just got so scared. But yeah, we made fun of Hala, my friend Hala, who peed when she laughed because she was like so excited. She was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" Like she was just excited if anyone was like trying to be friends with her. She was like, "Fuck yeah, high five!" And was like, "Oh, it was oh, so she sad." Got him? Yeah, she or got he it. Got it? Um, yeah, people would do that with uh, thumbtacks That's or whatever. That's so insane. Anyways, but yeah, so um, who's to, who do you think is to blame? At what point is the artist uh, at fault? I mean, I, I'd have to say he probably is. Like, it's... Uh, I don't know. I don't really believe in blame, but that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
I know that, like, I just read, like, I just don't believe in y- y- locking him up or, I mean, yeah. Is it gonna, is it gonna bring back your son you lost? No. I mean, should he pay some money? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They should do better about, like, he should not be able to work venues that don't want people dying at their venues. Yeah, outside venues. Are venues least... should take the initiative to not book him or allow him to be at their places because they don't like his, like, it's up to people like that. He clearly is not going to ever see the error of his ways and, and take a credibility or accountability. So when you deal with someone that's never going to, that is not operating by just, you know, is not going to acknowledge the truth, don't try to, like, get it out of, just let them go and just don't give them the opportunity, don't buy tickets and if people still buy tickets to his shows and want to support him it's then him. it's yeah. your then you're you are liable to get trampled and it's now it's I don't think it's anyone's fault it's just like I don't know I just hate this like I just read something on Reddit actually let's get to Reddit dump karaoke mode this is your reddit dump <laughs> this is actually a sad reddit thing oh, that I geez. read but it was a you know I follow last images on Reddit. Oh yeah. That's the last picture that exists of someone before they died. And there was this one of this little boy that was on a um fishing trip with his dad and he was just like a cute little boy and his dad posted it and was like, you know, this is the last photo of my son on the way back from this fishing trip, a woman had not hooked up her dog crate on her roof. Um secured it and it came out. Mm. It came off the car and you know smashed into ours and and killed him on impact and tragic little four-year-old boy so sad i was reading the comments and people were writing like so sorry for what happened to him and all this stuff and someone was like what happened to the woman did she face any charges and he was like no not yet um i want her to lose everything and i'm just like i don't know what it's like to lose your son or to lose a family member i might be on that side of like i would I don't think that woman intended to kill anyone. Like accidents happen. Yes, she should have secured it better. But like, it to me, it's like to lose. You want her to lose. You want her to go away and rot in in prison. Mm-hmm. I mean, for doing the thing that seems like the worst thing in the world is like contributing to the loss of your son. But like, it's it was an accident, and I just I don't know. I I would have to. People could say, Nikki, you wouldn't do the same you just put yourself in their shoes and I'm trying to, and I could never do that without knowing what it's like to have the, your love for your child and all those things. And to lose someone that you love so much that that's so young, how I would feel if someone, if that happened to my nephew or my niece. Um, but I don't think the answer is locking someone up because they didn't secure a dog cage well enough on their car. And it led to the, the uh, death. Yeah. It I, doesn't bring your son back. I think, she obviously don't you think it's punishment enough that this woman has to live her life knowing that right. because she didn't secure a bungee cord she killed a child isn't uh, that punishment enough it's it's fucking brutal i think i guess if you're gonna it's negligence obviously but like i've done but plenty. how many negligent no, no, things no, no, have no. we all done no, uh, i agree i like think that. i think what happens for me it would be how neg- how stupid was the negligence you know what i mean like and even then i get what you're saying but i'm just saying like if i was like if they did something so it's like someone putting a fridge just in the in the back of a truck without tying it down yeah but if she tried to tie it down and she put bungee cords and she thought it was secure 
yeah. Then yeah, I could I could probably you know what I mean? Like there's certain accidents that could have been avoided. Yes. Where I go, okay, well, you know what? Like I don't know. I even think that if I, No, I get it. I get I'm it. I'm not I I don't know what's life and hopefully I'll never have to experience it, but I even think if it was a drunk driver, I like if it was a young kid that just truly didn't know better or someone that was an addict and had a tough life and they just drank too much that led them to drive I would be so angry and like heartbroken and fucking furious. But I think putting that person away for life and ruining their life, mm-hmm. it now ruins two lives. And that person's life is already ruined. Their addiction, their selfish addiction just had them kill someone else. And it's, I don't know. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but I just, I don't, I don't see how that brings anything back. I don't know if there's like a Holocaust survivor Reddit. But right. they have very interesting perspectives on on forgiveness. Yeah, and I would imagine goes, so. Well, it what? it kind of goes with with what you're saying. In order for them to have closure, you you have to forgive it. So if if you just go through their stories, it's I don't know, it's very eye opening. My problem with the DUI stuff is that everyone talks so much shit about it, but how many? Again, it goes back to like. How, How many, many people have, have driven drunk? Literally everyone. everyone. Like, don't even, yeah. like, if you're someone that goes, nah, dude, I, well, I had like three drinks one time and drove. Well, you, you guess what? what? I mean? If someone like, you love died because if someone took three drinks and killed them, you would want that person to rot in hell. That could have been you. Well, it goes back to this football player just happened to, who was on the Oakland Raiders. Oh, yeah. Oh, but he was, man. He that was, guy was going 156 miles But see what you're saying? No, I'm, I'm not saying that he deserves to go no, away No, no, life. no, but I'm saying, though, how much worse it looks if you're going 150. Like, just that line alone. If he was going, you know, 60... If you're, I don't, you're there, right. It's just it's so weird how like how it certain shows things, more negligence. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, agreed. And there's a part of part of me that if that if I lost someone to that guy, I'd go get get the hell go away because you're an adult person who has the ability to make sound choices. But I guess I could extend it like he's an addict. He is under the influence of fame and looking cur yeah. and had to speed, I could probably, if I did enough work, get to the place where I would try to forgive that person and understand that if I was born in his body all of, and his experience, I would have made all the same choices that would have led me to going 156 miles an hour. And like, he couldn't help it. Like, I, couldn't get, I could get there, but boy, it would be hard. Um, you're right. It does come down to like little things like that. Yeah, like, he was and going, at what speed yeah. is it? Yes. Okay, like, there's got to be a point... Ten tenth of a speed. If the speed limit was sixty and you were going eighty, I would go okay. But if you're going, <laughs> you is know it what weird I mean? that like, like you oh. would suck a dick for a price? Yeah, but it's there not, is but yeah. there is a ten cent difference where you'd go no. Not ten cents, right? Yeah, there has to be because if it, if there's a time that you would and there's a time that you wouldn't for a certain price, there has to be a cutoff, and it comes down to it like. You could probably get it to a ten cent. No, margin. but my argument would be then it would be like either a million dollars or nine hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars and. I know, but okay, cents. so let's take off another ten cents. Okay, I'll do it. Another ten cents. Okay, I'll do it. At what point does it get down to a place where you go? I'm not going to do it. Probably seven dollars. <laughs> uh, okay, here's one. This is from Not the Onion. These are. Um, this is the subreddit called Not the Onion. It's news articles that read like they're from the Onion. Oh wow! But they're real. But they're actually real. So I love these. This one says, faced with soaring D's and F's, schools are ditching the old way of grading. So 
teachers now just don't know what they're passing kids that they that would be Wait, failing. Can you say the line one more time? Faced with soaring D's and F's. <laughs> yes. Schools, I know soaring D's. Faced with sore D's, faced with soaring D's and F's, schools are ditching the old way of grading. So now because D's and F's are on the rise. Yes, because after COVID, they've seen a lot of kids just stop trying because during COVID, no one needed to try. My sister was a teacher and like they didn't have homework. The kids were under so much duress and stress that they just were like. Also, kids were fine. They were playing a lot. Like, what are we? Dude, I was reading this article. It's <laughs> This is the wild part that I wanted to read. It said. Um, it's just funny to me because like growing up, you're like, you would do anything to get a day off school. And now you have so many days off school and they're like, they miss school. Someone said. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, they're just dying to get back to school. I mean, the just idea of getting a school. D in school was not an option for me. But the idea that you could pass with a D now. It says, hey, teacher here. This is a comment. Over three-fourths of my students uh, read at a below a fifth grade reading level. I teach 11th grade. Next year is my last year Jeez. of teaching. I will never look back. Fuck the system that's enabled all of this. Someone said, former teacher here, last year when COVID happened, I had to hand a diploma to a child who did a single assignment for the whole year and had an a-, a six average for quarter one. I don't know what that means. And boy, am I ecstatic about the former part. Um, someone said, my parents and all of my grandparents were all teachers. I grew up in school when this was, I grew up in school even when I was out of school. And yeah, fuck that shit. Um, someone said, yeah, everyone's saying, Teacher as well. It seems to get worse every year. Half of my nine, ten students are fourth and fifth grade reading level. How the fuck am I supposed to teach scientific literacy at the high school level if they aren't able to read and write? People are just saying uh, teaching like people. Teachers yeah. are dropping like flies and not looking back. Well, I mean, what do you do then? What do you do if you're in tenth grade and they've just passed this kid because it's easier to pass them than in price? Because they want to keep kids the same age. It's really yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you? But what do you do? Do you? Do you hold them back until they're caught up? You know, like what? I do don't you, know. What the, uh, better teachers, better, better. Um, I mean, what the answer is is catching it before obviously it gets to tenth grade. But I don't like, even think it's better teachers. It's like s- smaller numbers of students, more funding yeah. for schools. It's like the, we just we're kind of screwed. There's a lot of dummies coming coming I don't our know. way. I feel like I probably read on a fifth but, grade level. Mm, no, <laughs> Close. you talk on one. No. <laughs> Samsung size. I feel like kids are going to be a lot smarter in ways because of all the things they learn online from constantly being like connected and, yes. and exposed to so much new information, but also, you know, extremely stupid. You see it on TikTok when kids write things or in YouTube comments, you see how illiterate people are. Well, out you there. could also, but yeah, but then they could maybe make a hell of a video TikTok. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like they. You're not going to read as much probably anymore. Like, I don't read as much because we have everything in our phone. And, like, that doesn't mean you don't learn as much. But you're, but how we judge it might have to change. Okay, final thought. You know what I mean, though? Like, how you judge how reading judge comprehension. Smart. How you judge. No, it's, it's, <laughs> I think it's pretty straightforward. I think if you go final for thought. the boys. Final thought. This one is from Too Afraid to Ask. These are where people write things that they're too afraid to ask. Like they're friends. Oh, I'm not afraid. Edgy. This afraid. says, "Is it that is is it that weird that my brother and I snuggle?" Basically, the title. My brother, 23, and I, 23, are twins. We live together too, so we spend a lot of time together. We both go to grad schools in the same city. Anyway, sometimes we cuddle while hanging out or talking, 
or like if one of us is sad about something or watching TV, it's not a secret. And my new boyfriend thinks it's extremely weird to be that close with a sibling. He's uncomfortable with it. I think it's gross that my boyfriend is acting jealous of my relationship with my brother. However, we've spoken to some friends and gotten mixed reactions ranging from what the fuck to must be a twin thing to doesn't that seem doesn't seem that weird. So I want the opinion of unbiased strangers. Is it that weird that we cuddle? Is it two boys? Uh, boy and a girl. Boy and a girl. Um, Which, you know, what would that matter? 156 miles per it, hour versus 80. Yeah, I know. I know. I guess it does. It shouldn't matter. But um, she says we just cuddle whenever we are at the same when whenever we are at the that the, wherever we are at the time. Usually living room or his room, since that's where the TVs are, and we don't really spoon. No. Because someone asked, do you guys spoon? I mean, I part of me, I think it's a beautiful thing. I, I don't, I don't think I'd have a problem with it. It's not like it's sexual or anything. But you know, and twins, you're in the womb together, cuddling twins. in twins. Um, yeah, I don't have an issue with it. I mean, if the boyfriend was there and the, <laughs> she decided to cuddle with the brother, that's instead. what she. Okay, so she made that distinction. <laughs> Noah, where are you split on this? Because she goes, I've been told in. Um, we don't generally spoon unless we fall asleep cuddling and happen to wake up that way. Our other brothers never mentioned it being weird growing up. Our parents were taken out of the picture when we were very young, so we never had their input on the subject. Um, someone said, I do not cuddle with my twin in front of my boyfriend. I think I have held twin's hand in front of my boyfriend and sat between them on the couch for a scary movie night, but that's about it. For the most part, if boyfriend is over, twin is out with a girl, other friends, or in his room. Or boyfriend and I are in my room. Mostly we don't spend time at the condo. So it's not that I'm cuddling with... My twin instead of boyfriend. I would feel as long as my partner that it, they were with cuddling with someone and they were cuddling in a way that I craved that kind of cuddling, like that kind of intimacy, and they wouldn't give it to me too, or it was like it it, it seemed like something I would want, like romantic, then it would bother me. But if it was just like Twins, it is a twin thing. Got to be honest. Like they were in the womb together. It's like the Island Boys. You have to trust if if the person says it's not sexual, you have to trust them, or you can, or you think they're lying and you don't have a trusting relationship. But you know, I think, I think I don't know. I've I've had situations where I've been jealous of, you know, a boyfriend being, like, you know kind or gentle in a way with either their siblings or their girlfriends in a way that I'm just like, well, you don't do that with me. So like, that's when it hurts is like, you can do that with a friend, but you can't do that with mm -hmm. me. And that's when I start to go, okay, that's fucked. But I don't know. Twins. It's a whole other bag of bullshit. Twins are special needs. They really are. They, uh, I mean, I'm jealous of twins and that bond. I wouldn't want I think twin. it's sweet, and I don't think I would stop my... I would maybe say, it's a little weird, guys. Maybe just don't do that in front of people if I was like their mom, but I don't know. The way that girl talked, she sounded like she was completely trustworthy and that she's just like, her and her brother... If the brother was gay, everyone would be like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Or if it was two girls, it'd be like, it's fine. But it's just interesting just because... Um, they could be attracted to each other based on what they say they're attracted to. It's a problem. Yeah, I've definitely laid in my brother's arms before. Yes. Um, yes. You know, for and a price. For off. a price. Yeah. They're Ten cents. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's the show for today. <laughs> Uh, we have a lot more show for you this whole week. We'll be back. Don't worry. We're not going to abandon you again. Uh, don't be cut out there. And 
Jack, Jack Sparrow. Jack. I got one. I got one. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in L.A. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your for show. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 